1: Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
2: Hello, everyone. It's your favorite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the Talksport fan network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
3: Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor in Play Betting. Watch the action, predict the action and make your best bet with the latest odds on over 1,000 daily events. 18 plus, be gambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live, because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews.
0: looks back for Arfiel. what a Burnley
2: Scott Arfield he's been threatening that recently and all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end Burnley will win the next ball it's Sorori now he on the outside he's on Quickly finds Benson in space at the byline. Can Burnley get a goal here? Back for Brownell, saved by the keeper! Yes!
0: Yes! Burnley won it the That is magnificent! They deserve that! He goes on the outside, comes inside, he's comes a shot, oh, and a goal, Manuel Benson once more, that is top class. Burnley have done it, fantastic, Clarice deserve the championship title, they've been the best side throughout the campaign, Burnley have won the second tier, what a fantastic achievement, the players have been magnificent.
2: Uh, hello everyone and welcome along to the latest episode of turfcast podcast here on the turfcast podcast youtube channel and of course on the turfcast podcast Podcast. Obviously, Real Betis last night, a draw for the Clarets on a god-awful pitch, um, but another decent performance, um, which is good to see. Of course, those of you that were in the space last night will be more than aware that I didn't watch it because I was at work. Um, but luckily for you guys, we'd have two people who do. Uh, sorry, who did watch it coming in. Uh, one who did a, a watch-along and one who watched it for us and then, and then hosted a space for us. So, uh, we'll get them guys in in just a second, but before we do get started, I just want to show you some um, packages that I've had delivered. Some retro Burnley shirts. This one is a classic. You might see me wearing this quite a lot. Um, this one's like a 1920s style Burnley shirt. Um, probably more for my dad, that one, to be honest. Uh, that one, I do like that one, though. That one's nice, but it doesn't have any Burnley stuff on it. But it's it's the best one that Toffs do that looks Burnley-ish. In my opinion, um, but that's nice, that's very nice, uh, and that one as well. I do, I, I do like that one, but it's a different, sort of like a darker claret. I think that's more 1920s as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I do like them. If you do want to get your hands on them, just head to the Tofts website. We are doing a, a, a partnership with Tofts at the minute. Uh, you can get 15% off, I think it is, with Tofts. I'll just double check that, but if you use the code. Turf cast 15, um, then you will get 20, uh, sorry, 15% off some of the tops. I'm just showing you, you them on the screen now. Uh, yeah, they can be a bit expensive. They can be a bit expensive, um, but this is why we partnered up with them to bring you some savings. Um, this one, I think, is probably the best one, um, apart from that white one, and that one's a little bit cheaper. So I'm terrible at maths, but 15% off 48, you know, it's, it's better than nothing. And this one's probably the best one. That's the cheapest one as well. Um, so you can get that one. Um, And obviously the 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 deal doesn't just run to Burnley. I got myself a Barcelona shirt as well um, because I kind of like Barcelona. Um, I'm not going to get another English team, am I? Uh, And the England ones could have been better, in my opinion. But I I really like there's there's three Burnley ones there that I really like. Uh, Sorry, two that I really like uh, the white one and the one with BFC on it. Um, But yeah, just use the code Turfcast15 to get 15% off. Um, I'll put it on socials and give a closer look to the shirts for you on there as well. Might even be a little bit cringe and do an unboxing, but I haven't decided whether or not I'm going to do that yet. Um, I need some bigger cojones, I think, to do something like that. But anyway, let's get on with the game. Big shout out to Toss for letting us do that, for sending the stuff over. You will see me wearing them on the shows in the coming weeks and months. But let's talk about the game. And as I mentioned, I didn't watch it. I was at work. And that's not my fault, everybody. That's Burnley Football Club's fault for Scheduling a friendly and not telling us until about three weeks ago. Couldn't couldn't get the time off work. So let's bring in Nathan. He watched it and he hosted a space last night. Sorry, Nathan, didn't give you enough warning <laughs> the morning there. How are you doing, mate? You all right? I'm all good, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, really good. Thank you, mate. And uh, you may have watched his watch along. It's um, Dan from Turf Moorhouse. look called you Daniel there. Is Daniel all right? Mate, anything other
0: than teams it's, it's a bonus.
2: Fair enough. Here's Sofet from Turf House? How you doing, mate? <laughs> I'm all right,
0: thank you, Joe. <laughs> you didn't need to do that, mate. No, I didn't. See. I didn't really. I didn't have to go all Joe Pasquale, did I?
2: <laughs> no, no. Uh, first comment in of the day for, about the match. Sorry, Chris, I know you commented first, but you did simply put up the claret, so there's not really much I can do with that. Um, but Mar- Oh, Nathan's changing cameras. Look at this. Oh, look at that. Look at what a setup
3: did I have me set up right, did I? Give me a but different I've got of the it on my
2: laptop. Easy. We can use different <laughs> setup, different cameras. <laughs> oh dear, they're putting me to shame. Anyway, Mark Hickson. <laughs> Morning, Mark. How you doing, mate? He says, "Morning, lads." Thought we played well last night against a tough opposition. Let's just an interesting. Let's just say, I presume I was meant to say, uh, an interesting playing surface. Yeah, it weren't the best playing surface, were it, Nathan? Um, not probably not a good like thing a... that Manuel Benson didn't play on it um, with his I- injuries. Um, but I'm surprised when it picked an injury up last night. I mean, who knows? We could have done and not know about yeah. it because we don't seem to know much about Cullen or Benson at the minute. But
3: yeah, not a great pitch, were it? No, no, the pitch weren't the best. Um, it looked like leg sapping. You know, it started chewing up, didn't it, for most, you know, the back end of the game. And yeah, I, I do. Worry that there's a few sort of like maybe a little muscular injuries. Maybe this is this morning, I think the lads might be a bit stiffer in on the joints. And um, but yeah, it was a good test, I think. Um, it's a it's a good fitness test, and it playing on a leg and a drain leg draining pitch, you know, you can sort of run a little bit harder and get that you get them extra minutes in. So hopefully, it works in our favours. Um, but yeah, just thankful there were no sort of twisted knees or rolled ankles on yeah. that pitch, it were chopping up quite badly. that.
2: Yeah, uh, Matthew Corbett says, I didn't watch the game last night. How did we play it? Damn well, you watched it all, didn't you? How did we play it? it sounded like we played well from the bits that I've seen.
0: Yeah, um, really, really well. I think, to be fair, we still had that attacking intent. Um, shout out to Batiste, who did really well on the press. Uh, didn't let us really play our game to its full maximum potential. Um, and there were a few mistakes from both sides, but you are going to get that in pre-season friendlies. It's just, you know, getting them legs going again. Like Nath said there, the pitch was was just absolutely shocking, dreadful. Um, but massive respect to Burnley as well. You, you've gone to, you know, you're flying around all these different countries. Uh, you're flying pretty much the day before a game. And you've got to think as well, we were in 28 degrees heat yesterday. I think half of the players had sweat on the back of the shirts, you know, when the referee blew his whistle uh, for the start of the first half. So it's clearly, you know, it um, was very humid out there as well. Uh but a, sol- a solid game uh for Burnley as well, especially on the back of the the win against
3: Benfica.
2: Yeah, two good results in it Nathan. We beat the Portuguese champions and we've drawn against a team that finished sixth in La Liga last season. Good sounds.
3: Yeah, yeah, good start like I say I'm not I'm not even that bothered about the Genk result because you know Genk were sort of a few weeks ahead of us in their pre-season so they had probably an extra sort of 20 minutes in the tank over us. But yeah, a, a nice little win over Benfica. Um Played well, I thought. You know, they had a decent team. They had some experienced heads in there, and um, yeah, yeah. Last night, um, yeah, happy with that point. Really, Betis aren't any point. You, you know, you, you are <laughs> point. I'm happy with that point? point is it point on the board? <laughs> into season mode already. <laughs> um, yeah, happy with that point. I'll take that point in season yeah. tournament. Um, yeah, no, they're no chumps, are they? They're no dog and duck side. They, they're, you know, they they had some good players on there, and. Some experienced players that, you know, will probably get to it, but, you know, lost their head. But, um, no, happy with that. To be fair, good run out. And, yeah, it's just positive results. I'm glad we're not going into these games and getting pumped. If we are losing them, it's by reasonable score lines, And, you know, we're not coming to pre-season on a 3-0, 4-0, you know. So, yeah, it's uh, all good at the minute.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm not wanting to take too much notice of... um results but they're very good results Nick, Mickey Polo says Nathan turn your mic up I just thought it was my speakers maybe maybe your mic is quite low but Nathan's mic is usually very loud turn so up. yeah, turn it up. So be careful if we are turning up we'll probably break everyone's speakers yeah. uh, Oscar Mason BFC says where is Redmond I'm here mate Um, (laughs) that's all I've got to say to that we don't know where he is Um, Chris P looked like three at the back yesterday um, and research as well has also mentioned that if we played well considering we played um, a CB and RB at CDM so yeah the formation uh, and players playing in different positions uh, Dan Um, Connor Roberts had a little bit in CDM and stuff like that didn't he and uh, you know some other players playing in some interesting positions what what did you make of the players that were playing out of position or, or being tried in new positions
0: um, when I saw the team sheet and realised we played, you know, put three centre backs in uh, with, you know, O'Shea, Dekeel and um, Bayer. At first, I thought, oh, you know, tweak a tactic. We're not used to seeing that. We used to just solid four four two and grit and determination. But you know, over the last year, we've come to accept that change is needed, and it's not, it, you know, it's a perfect time to start, you know, trying to tweak things, you know, for when the the game's adapting, the league's adapting. Uh, so it was interesting to see the three at the back. Uh, Connor Roberts in CDM was uh, sort of, I don't know, it was almost like a free roll for Roberts as well, because uh, we mm-hmm. saw at the back end of last season how he sort of just, you know, escaped from that right hand side, came a bit more central, did a bit of a, a weird Elliot of old, just instead of staying on the right, wandered into the middle. But the thing is, not a lot of people expect Roberts to do that. And he linked it linked up play pretty well. Um, but yeah, Roberts did help out quite a bit in that in the centre of the pack. I thought he was actually uh, pretty good. I, yeah, I was just about to say some somewhat like a John Stones role. Um, yeah. So Chris pretty much hit the nail on the head with that. But um, you know, you, this is the perfect time to experiment. And for me, the uh, it, it, it paid off. It paid off. Yeah. It goes to show that we you know we're not just. You, you know, we have got numbers in, in certain areas, but we've also got players that are quite versatile to fit in if we are short.
2: Yeah, so obviously I did watch the game, as I've mentioned, so I'll just pick both of your brains with this now. So I presume it was three, was it three centre-backs with wing-backs? Is yeah. how it was yeah. working? So Someone in the comments there, Terry 1958, says uh, we played no left back. So who played on the left side? Was it Vinny?
0: Charlie Taylor.
2: Charlie Taylor, OK. And where was Vinny then, on the right side? Or did Vinny even play? I'm sure Vitinho played.
0: Yeah, Vettinio played right wing back. Oh, yeah. it started with Connor Roberts at right wing back. Um, and then he moved in the middle. Oh, no, Vettinio started on the left, I think. Vettinio started on the left and Connor Roberts started on the right wing back.
2: Yeah, interesting.
0: Um, but then, like I say, I think it was at, at half-time. Oh, the set, the sending off, to be honest, probably changed the outlook
3: of the game and the tweak yeah. of tactic. But it would it was, it was stupid that it killed any sort of formational preparation Yeah, could have got there, because how can you set up your team that you want to set up? Like he immediately had to bring off Amdoone, um didn't he, really, to adjust his formation to yeah. it just yeah. I'm I'm still like, a bit annoyed. I like, I'm annoyed that it happened and you know, Gumminson shouldn't have kicked out, the other lad shouldn't have you know, whatever, you know, kicked off. But this ref should have just said, get him off, get two more back on and We'll keep eleven on the pitch because that's what this is for. It's not like a you know, it's not like a pre-season tournament. Is it? it's just a dead rubber. Get some minutes in the tank. Pellegrini is doing company a favor. Yeah, you know, like we'll have a friendly. That's all it was, and it it, it killed it. So we, we sort of lost a game to prep there. But um, I see yeah, like what you said, mean. And it is,
2: mm. go on. Sorry, I was going to say I see what you mean, and it is frustrating. And it probably mm. would have been better if just one of our lads had been sent off, and not both. Because there's going to be scenarios yeah. like that in the season. So mm. you're going to have to learn to adapt. Yeah. So that that side of it is good. Yeah. Uh, they did. They did. They They came up to a real-life scenario and thought, well, we're going to have to adapt yeah. here and see what's going to work. But it's very rare that you get two players sent off at the same time, just like yeah. we did in the friendly. I know people appointed Blackpool last season as well. Um, but that weren't at the same time. Actually, I don't think was it. Um, no, it weren't. Um, so it's going to be. It's, it's, it's scenarios where we're going to have to adapt. Um, there was a lot of talk on the hashtags about Foster. Simon Harvey says here in the chat. Good morning, boys. Great yeah. performance last night. So happy to see Foster playing very well. Mega excited with Coley O'Shaw signing after seeing him last yeah. night.
3: Nathan, what do you think of Foster? I thought Foster sort of he, he played well in the last few games, to be honest. But t- last night sort of felt like his. Say coming of age, but like he felt like he was the player that we'd bought. You know that, that was the player that we'd scouted, yeah. we'd, we'd looked at, and we'd seen on the show reels. That's the player that we wanted. You know, aggressive. You know, turn, you know, pinning defenders, running behind, good on the ball. Um, you know, even though he, he, scored, he scored didn't he? But he was offside. You know, it was good finish. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I'm excited to see him develop. Like, like like I said on the space last night, it was. We brought him in in January. We probably expected too much too soon from him. Like he's not had any pre-season. He's not had time to settle in a brand new country. I know he had visa problems, you know. So it's probably a lot. You know, imagine starting a new job, just going to your office with all them problems in background. You know, new country, new people, new. You know, so it's going to take him time to settle. And now he's settled. He's going to have a pre-season under company, and I think you sort of seeing starting to see him flourish now. So, I mean, actually, yeah. he's one to watch for next season. Now I think he's gone from being. Sort of in the background in the obscurity to now looking I'm looking for him now and what watching what he's gonna be doing and how he's gonna be playing a bit more.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Dan, your thoughts on, on Foster then because a lot of people said on the space last night that um not that you were on it, but just to let you know that um mm. you know that the, the Premier League might suit him a bit more because he might get mm. a bit more time. Like he will get pressed, obviously. Uh, but there tends to be a little bit more more time on the ball um sometimes in the Premier League. And even though there is this label of the Premier League being this big, bad physical league. It's just not that anymore. Um, So I think think it could suit him more. What what do you think, Foster, in the Premier League? Do you think he'll suit it more or do you think he'll be a little bit out of his depth?
0: Yeah, and I think I've said it a few times to Burnley fans as well that when we signed Ashley Barnes all them years ago, in the Championship, he didn't look sort of like this goal scorer that we had over the Premier League years. But when we got to the Premier League, he just shone. And, you know, if, if we can get that from Lyle Foster... Then you know we've got another one that's sort of come through and done good uh, upon promotion. Like I said, the Benfica game, this game yesterday, he he were just phenomenal. You know, he, he didn't stop at all. He chased every single loose ball. Uh, he came back into the midfield, and um, you know, for an for an attacker, usually they're not known for their tackling prowess. It's a case of just getting on that final ball and putting it away. But the fact yeah. he came back, his tackling was on point. He was um, stopping them from trying to counter attack from corners, etc. He was all over the park. He was a bit like a, a George Boyd yesterday. He was just literally everywhere, trying to run yeah. around and and get to those loose balls. But he did, he did brilliant. And at the moment, I'm sure he'll be changing a lot of Burnley yeah. fans' perspectives on uh, on a striking option. I
2: yeah, I, I do agree me. with that. Sorry, I'll, do, I'll just say I do agree with that. But yeah. I just know that some some fans will be like striker, score goals, but it's a bit more. Yeah. Like it, it does seem like it, that we'll still get most of the goals from the wing um, but mm. it's more his work rate that he's going to be in the team for um, especially the Facebook dads I mean I'm a Facebook dad before anyone <laughs> complains um, but there's a lot of that type that um, yeah. will just oh he's not scoring enough bloody goals but he's doing doing good work yeah. I think anyway sorry Nathan I did put in there
3: I know. I noticed that he, he was starting the press as well he was the first trigger on yeah. the press I noticed that from like minute one of the game that he, he broke the line and, and started pressing and then other lads joined in straight away um, so that's just as important for the way we play. We're going to have to play football next year because we're going to have to try our best to pin these teams in and get the ball back off as quick as possible and then get to do get back to doing what we're good at, which is keeping hold of the ball now, which is playing with the ball, passing it around, moving it. So we're going to be up against teams that are going to be more comfortable with the ball at the feet. So we're going to have to get that pressing game like on point to win that ball back early. And I thought Foster did that really well. If that's the role that he's been given... yeah. Um, and I think he's going to do that really, really low. Cause in the last three games, I've seen that from him. He's, He's he's aggressive. He's hungry. He's determined. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm pleased with him. I think I'm I'm happy for him as well because he seems like a right, nice kid, you know, right, nice lad as well. So
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had he had some um, depression issues according to a report yeah. that he did with the South African Radio. Um, that nobody really picked up on. or real, a few people mentioned no. it, um, but um, it was there. Uh, Harry says it looks really quick and strong, hard to get off the ball. Then Prem defences yeah. will struggle against him next year. Chris P says Foster and Twine. Has got some mm. partnership going, mm. but you says, Benson, I'm doing it. And, and that's the best front three for me. I'm not that keen on Foster just yet. I've had a just yet in there for you, mate. Um, but time <laughs> will tell. Um, Bob says a little off topic, but any news on season tickets being sent out? Are they being sent out? Or are we just using the season card that we got last I th-
3: season? I think if you've bought a new one, then obviously it's being sent out. Well, like I've yeah. mine's a new, I mine's an upgrade, oh, so I've not had a I'm back on the season ticket now for the first time, so I've had to have a new one. But okay. Have had, you got yours yet? I've not had mine yet, no. I'm still waiting for mine. No, <laughs> uh, well, there you go, know, like, people people already it. have it. It's just getting loaded straight on.
2: So. Yeah, well, I've already got a season ticket. I'll just be lo- yeah. It'll just be loaded onto my card then, I presume. But, Bob, if you've already got a card, um, then, yeah, not to worry. I want to go back to this one, though, from mm-hmm. Chris. Uh, he does say Foster and Twine has got a partnership going. Um, Nathan, did, did they link up
3: well last night, them two? It looked to be, yeah, like it looked, it did to me look a bit like Twine just sort of wanted to get of the ball and then quickly give it to Foster as soon as possible. He sort of liked that. Again, I say this probably a lot today, but we said this last night on, on the space that he um he, he didn't want to really take a man on it, looked like. He looked like he was just happy to get the ball turned and just give it to Foster, and, but, but which fine if that's what he's been told to do, then that's fine, that's his job, but... I'd have probably liked to see him probably take the scruff of the gates, like let Foster run around, let him make space and open up space for Twain and let Twain take the lead. But there is something building there. There is something, you know, bubbling. But like I that you can put, you know, the minute we can put probably 12 different partnerships up together, you know, yeah. up in that front line, and they're going to be different every time. So it is interesting to see. And like I said, the lads going out there are just going to have to just let company watch them and say pick me sort of thing I'm going to do what I need to do to get chosen so it's exciting to have that competition
2: no yeah I agree Sue says um, I think Twine will be quality just needs to hit the gym and get stronger Clara one says I think Twine just needs a bit more aggression now we did talk about Mm. this on the space last night it was quite interesting to hear from Liam Vizzy Waddington that he thinks um that, he, he, that we shouldn't really be starting with him just yet in the Prem. <clears throat> but then um, Nathan, not the Nathan on your screen now, another Nathan. Uh, apologies, I don't know his last name. So, like I said, his quality and he's, he's going to be re- very, very, very good. Yeah. Um, but what, do you, what do you think, Dan? Do you think um, Twain will, will be starting in the Prem or do you think he needs to get a bit stronger and, uh, and stuff like that?
0: Uh, I'd say he needs a bit more strength in him. Um, I think opposition fans will look at him as a sort of Weakness, and I don't—I I don't mean that in a disrespectful manner. Uh, I mean they'll, you know, footballers. The in the tunnel, it's a case of head forward, just get on with the game. But in in that dressing room, they'll be like, "I target the posh boy." Um, yeah. You know, th- th- it'll be a case of that. I hope not, um, and I hope Twain will, you know, literally go, "Be my guest, be my guest. Target me, all you want, as long as I'm still bringing others into play while you're focused on me." Um, but to answer your question without skirting around it, um, no, I, I think he's probably uh, uh, comes on from the bench and gives us that injection of uh, pace and trying to get more attacking if, the, if, if needed towards the latter stages of a game. Hmm.
3: You on mute, Joe? I think you've got you, you might. Sorry,
2: there was someone there at go. the door so I, I, I <laughs> muted it. Um, Nathan, your thoughts on Twine? And then I know you mentioned it on the space, yeah. but um for those who weren't there
3: yeah yeah he got himself into a lot of good positions he finds them he finds them gaps really well in between the lines you know the midfield and the defensive line he finds them really really well um which is good to see but like I feel like at times as well he he just he doesn't know what to do I I don't he knows what to do but I feel like he just can't make his mind at what to do with the ball like he doesn't seem to oh there you go first comment straight in (laughs) <laughs> I feel like he just wants He doesn't know what to do with the ball, even though he does know what to do. with it He just can't seem to get it done quicker. You know what I mean? It is it, hard to work out. And I think, like we said last night, he's got the God-given talent. This kid, like, yeah. he's genuinely yeah. got an amazing talent at football. Like his dead balls amazing. His feet's good. He's he's got a decent footballing brain. He just needs to sharpen up. I think. And I th- and I'm hoping that he might get thrown in the deep end in the Premier League. You know, maybe try him in that City game, maybe try him, you know, because these first couple of games are a free hit to sort of mess about and find out what we need. You know, there's a tough games in there. Throw him in there and it might just, you know, click something in his head that unlocks that sort of last 10% in his game that then really steps him on a bit. Um, And, you know, I think think that's what will help him. I think he just needs something to slap him out of it. You know, if he turns and faces that first game and he's got you know, Laporte and Rodri and whoever gunning him down, it might just sharpen him up a little bit and let him make him be more decisive with his passes.
2: Yeah, no, I, I do agree. There's, a, there's definitely a really, really, really good player yeah. in there. Um, I just, I just feel like he loses the ball too much, and that goes back to mm-hmm. what you were saying and what Theo said on screen there. Um, that it just sometimes he just, he just takes too long, um, or he just gets muscled off the ball. He needs to get on leg yeah. press for me and the bench press, that sort of thing, and just yeah. become stronger. Um, he's clearly probably one of the best passers we've got in the side. He's the best set piece taker we've got in the side. Yeah. Just need him. Just need him in there um, with, you know, just a bit more strength. Or maybe, like you said, bring him on later on. I think you said it, down when the game's opened up a little and there's more space because then he's not going to get crowded out as much. Um, yeah, it would be a good one to bring on when the opposition's down to 10 men, but how often is that going to be? Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe tied legs and stuff like that. Um, but I like Twine. I, I do agree, though, that him, he gets caught in possession a bit much uh, and, he's, and he's probably not strong enough. Um, any news on Benson and Cullen? <clears throat> Excuse me, There's nothing mentioned from the club. We've not heard anything, have we? Like because Definitely. the club haven't put anything out. I have asked a couple of people, um, but I think you know other people aren't telling it to us, or nobody knows, um, which is interesting. Um, as soon as I find something out, I'll I'll let everyone know. But if anyone's heard anything in the in the comments, let us know. It's obvious injuries. I think it's pretty pretty safe to
3: say. I'm not even sure is Cullen even there. Has Cullen even I gone know. with them? It's worrying me that it's like Radio Salt on Cullen because he's like, for me, he's our like centre pin. You know, he's our middle point you need. You know, I always said it last season: no Cullen, no party. And I'm sort of worried why he's not in the team and he's not I'd around. He
0: played against Genk, I, didn't he?
3: I'd, say that again, sir. I think ben, I think Cullen played against Genk. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. I'd, but he's just, just vanished now, hasn't he? He's just vanished yeah. into thin air after that. So I'm like not panicking a little bit, but when Benson, I feel like they just protect Benson because he is our, he's our match winner, isn't he? You know, they obviously know to manage his minutes.
2: Like, he's clearly um, injury prone. Research says, yeah, it, yeah, Benson is fine. He's been in training. Yeah, he has been yeah. in training. He's been in pitches, but if he were fine, he'd be playing. Um, he's, 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 not, he's not 100%, is he? Yeah, he's obviously not 100%. He's got a knock. Um, It's one of them, he is quite injury-prone. There were so many times last season, actually, having said that, someone asked me the other day, I did an interview for LiveScore, and I said, oh, he's a bit injury-prone. And he said, well, how many games did he play for you last season? I checked, I think it was 33, and I'm like, wow, I'm shocked it's that much, to be fair. Um, But, yeah, that's still, what, 15, 16 games missing off the top of my head. Um, So, um, yeah, his injury-proneness does worry me slightly. Um, Yeah. Because of how good he is. Um, but it's Cullen, yeah, Cullen, I think I'm a bit worried about because, you know, we're not yeah. even seeing him anymore at the minute. So Cullen will be um, a worry. But um, as Chris says, we 100% need a new defensive midfielder, but we needed one before any potential injuries to Cullen, didn't we? Mm. And um yeah, we did. yeah, it's a shame because. I've not seen anything on this, Nathan. Who would, uh, well, no. I know we've obviously been linked to, to players in in the past, but even even that's gone quiet now. The Hamer yeah. link has gone quiet. Um, so it's it's a strange one, isn't it? But it could be one of them where it just comes out of nowhere where we've got a signature.
3: Yeah, that's what... You know, I'm hoping it's sort of the Amdouni situation that one day there's just that little, you know, little flirting, little emoji from the club and then bang, there's a video out there and, you know, there's a new centre midfielder brought in and... Like I say I'm seeing no links whatsoever really other than the Hamer stuff. Um so like I say we've both been doing a bit of sniffing around trying to get all of information, but I can't seem to find any on a centre midfielder and it No. Again, like I said last night, I'm not too concerned yet because there's still a long time before the end of the transfer window and we've got time to see over team. You know, like I say the preseason's happening, a lot of players are involved in a pre season squad. Um when everyone comes back and gets into the normal routine, I think you'll find out who's Going to be used from like the bigger Premier League teams, and who's not featured in the other teams, and you'll see a lot more activity when the season actually starts. I think, but as far as links for centre midfielders, I just think him is the one that's just gone quiet. But yeah, likes, we thought we could have got that done. To be honest, it looked like with Bobby with Bobby Thomas going the other way. I thought that was pretty much a dead cert. But let's like say these happen, can happen. They can be dragged out for three weeks and then just happen all of a sudden. We had a hint of warning, so that's what I'm relying on.
2: Yep. Fair enough. Uh, not Theo. I, I will mention that. Sorry, Theo. It says The Robinson. I thought it said Theo Robinson. <laughs> Even on the DMs where we've been chatting for the last two weeks, I've always in my head called you Theo. Uh, apologies for that. Uh, he yeah. says, I think they don't have money for a new D- CDM as well as a left-back and a striker. Um, so, Aldakir will probably be the man. That won't, that won't be an horrendous shout, Aldakir yeah. in there. I think a few people, including research of DM me, sort of like saying they'd like to see him in that role. I think Nathan, yeah. you might have mentioned it. Um, Dan, you, you think Aldakir will, uh, will make a good CDM?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I'd even say Bayer's in with a shout at that as well. Uh especially, you know, with Dara O'Shea coming in. Bayer is one of them it's sort of like even in that C D M role, he would still be quite good at, you know, trying to get forward, beat them beat the midfield men like he does uh with his runs from defence. Um and like I say, if, if you'd have told me last season Dara O'Shea was wearing a Burnley shirt, I'd have thought he because he's it's, he's just slotted in like he's been here for a while. Um so, yeah, I think we've got a decent we've decent cover at the back. So, why not try and push yeah. one of the centre-backs forward? And like I say, either Bayer or Alderkill, uh, for me, would slot into that position perfectly. Yeah,
3: I, I yeah. don't personally think we need an out-and-out, you know, we don't need that, like, Kante role or Makale. You know, we don't need that play. We sort of play like a, a false CDM as it is now. When we're out of possession, one of the wing-backs tuck into that role or even one of the centre, centre-offs step into that. So, it's now... Yeah. Pep started doing it with Johnny Stones, didn't he? Like he's created this new false CDM role now. You know, you've got the false nine and all this sort of crap. You know, whatever Pep does, people will follow. And obviously, company is one of Pep's disciples. So he's going to pretty much follow him by the book. So I don't actually think we need an out-and-out CDM. I think what we've got will help. But I do think we definitely need another central midfield player for just to keep Brown, Cullen, them likes players on their toes and raise the levels a little bit. Um, but I think the, the CDM role, I think is quite flexible and players will step in, step out throughout the game. So on that, Nathan, obviously I think, I think yeah. for me, the
2: two main positions we need strengthening right now are CDM and left yeah. back. Are yeah. You would, would you, would you prioritize a left back? Yeah. In that Absolutely. scenario, because you're quite happy with the, the
3: fluidity of the CDM. Yeah. I, I would take, I would rather take a higher caliber left back that can play in that sort of false CDM role. You know what I mean? That, can alternate between the two roles because that's what he likes to do. If they're not bombing forward, one of them will tuck in and become that sort of third midfielder. So yeah. I'd rather take a higher calibre of a left back and and put them in that position and then rely on, let's like, say we're, we're sat on we're sat Charlie Taylor a I minute. Mean, that's how we're only left back. If I'm, you know, and like I love the guy. He's been a great. He has been a really good servant to the club, and he suited Dash so well. He yeah. doesn't suit this system. I'm not. I'm yeah. not going to bag him. He's a good player, and he will do well for a lot of the teams. But he does not suit this system. He really doesn't. And I, and it's a shame because I do really like him. I think he's a really good football, like a really top mid level. You know, he's a mid table Premier League left back for me a really good old school he'll suit Everton to a T you know he'll slot right in with Dash again you know he'll slot right in with someone like that or even like a West Ham he'll slot right in and he'll do really well but the way company wants to play I just don't think he's the way forward I don't think he's got that footballing ability technical footballing ability to do what's required of him to slot into other positions and cover other lads you know what I mean
2: yeah, fair enough. I think the club have been left a little short with Martinson, to be honest, because mm. I know they were pushing to try and get Markson, um, hoping that it wouldn't be in Poch's plans. But yeah. then um, it's looking like, he's, he's, he, well, Poch said himself is quite impressed with him. He's played well in pre-season, scored two against Wrexham. I know it's only Wrexham, but still, but then did a brilliant assist mm. the other night against Chelsea, I think it was. Yeah, he did. Um, Dan, are you quite worried about the, the left-back situation or are you just quietly confident that we'll get it sorted?
0: No, I'm I'm worried about the left back situation. Um, I think Charlie Taylor had his arse handed to him yesterday uh, quite a bit, uh, even in the second half. You know, I mean to be fair, he had the right back running at him uh, in Hector Bellerin when he came on second half, and we all know Hector Bellerin's got bags of pace, uh, which is it's worrying. But I, I thought every time Batiste came forward, Charlie Taylor looked like he was sort of struggling to either get back or keep up with the pace of the game itself, not just the way they were attacking. Um, nothing, like, like Nay says, nothing against the, the bloke. He's been a fantastic servant, same as Barnes, you know, Louts and, and, and everybody else that have have been here before. So, you know, if, if he did go, he'd go with fans' well-wishers. Um, but then I'd still keep hold of him because of, the principle of needing two left-backs, really. Like I say, I know Bettini has been quite versatile on, out wide, but for me, we need something a little bit more. Um, and, yeah, like I say, I, I, I don't know what name out yeah. there could come in. I, I'd take someone like Ryan Sessegnon at Spurs that hasn't really mm-hmm. had much of a, a sniff for a chance. Um, I know we'll link... I, think, I don't know whether we'll link or... Out, like, Kieran Tierney will one, but then, obviously, when Newcastle comes sniffing, that's one that goes. Yeah. Uh, so... I don't know. It's, it's an interesting position. We've always seemed to do well with left-backs, you know, from the days of like John Arley and things like that. Mm, so Arley. I'm hoping, I'm John. hoping we can have somebody else that could more into that mold. More Kamara, yeah. Camara, yeah. I, I have seen I that Danny,
3: Danny Rose, is, you know, he were on Talk Sport for a couple of days last week, weren't he? And he's looking for a club now. I wonder if, if that's an option, you know, he, he's sort of looking for a club to come and settle into and get back playing again. And, I don't know, is he a good option? Would he be a good option, Danny Rose? Uh, Mate, I'd take Roberto Carlos in his age now. <laughs> <laughs> I um, suppose well, Danny Rose being a really good footballer and yeah. I don't really know what's happened to him, really. It's a shame because I think he were you with know, were England, weren't he? And, yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: We've got a we've got a Leeds fan in the chat. just wanna just all quickly oh, yeah. boo him. Boo no I'm joking. Mm. <laughs> you weren't joking, Joe. <laughs> Afternoons, boys. I live in Leeds. I don't live in Leeds. I, I work in Leeds. Um so that's what i do when I walk around the, the White Rose Centre, I just boo. 24-7. <laughs> um, it says, Afternoon, boys. I'm a Leeds fan uh, and we've been linked recently with Charlie Taylor. Do you think Charlie will do well for us in the 23-24 season if he joined us? Probably, yes. I think the champion would do very well in a top-end championship team. I still think he's got Premier League quality. I just feel like a lot of the Premier League teams, I mean, i got a bit of stick for saying this on Twitter for what younger lads, but a lot of the Premier League teams have moved on and don't play in the same way that suits him. But if the Premier League still played in a certain way, like Everton, mm. Um, then I think he'd suit most Premier League teams. But I think a lot of Premier League teams now have moved on from, from the style yeah. that he's good at. Um, and because of that, he would have to go into the Championship. So it would depend on what formation you plan yeah. on playing this next season, to be honest with you, Rose. Um, if you're going to play uh, wing-backs and stuff like that, then he's not your man. If you're playing four four two, then then he's your man. Um, I know that um, there was a lot of controversy for the way he sat, the way he left Leeds. Um, but mm. I can promise you now that Charlie Taylor's never stopped looking out for Leeds' results and stuff. like. He's always... Yeah. He's always had a fondness for Leeds, so I know he'd yeah. go back. It's just whether Leeds fans are accepting. But football fans are fickle. It's the same with Burnley <laughs> and Beggar. So a lot of fans didn't want him back. But if he scored two against Man City, including myself, because I didn't want him back, we'd all love yeah. him again, uh, and I'd love him again as well. Um, just
3: needs I, to I don't think. I don't think that uh, Chelatilla suit Farker. I think he does that whole gig and press thing. Done. He? He's very. He's one of that. He's that Klopp yeah. disciples. In he that's very front foot. Very you know aggressive and. Um I don't I don't think he'd uh, I don't think he'd suit I mean he's he's a hell of a player for championship, by the way. Yeah. Like he you, you know he did his job for us when he could. He also didn't do his job for us when he when he should have done, like there were a couple of games where he gave me the you know the willy. Do you not you know find it mean? a little bit strange though how in a Dash system
1: he was yeah.
0: very attacking, going past the winger and trying to give us more scope out wide? But now that we are playing you know, very attacking mm. football. He's almost just sat back and it's think, sort of I think, like... I
2: think the problem is is the fluid the fluidity of the formation. Um yeah. Without sounding harsh, um I don't know if Charlie Taylor's got the brain the brains for that. I think he sometimes mm. gets lost again. Get, that's why he's always caught out of position because he's probably just yeah. wondering where he's where he's meant to be. Yeah. I, so, I, I, I think it's that. Just,
3: some players are just born to play a, a certain way, aren't they? They're just naturally good at being what they're good at, you know, like it's hard you not only do you have to be like an elite professional athlete to make it as a pro you've got to be like a bit of able to do different jobs within that role as well like you know if you're a top level banker you don't end up becoming a HR manager do you if you're but you know what I mean like it's you're asking yeah. players to not only be a left back but now be an attacking winger sometimes be a centre midfielder. sometimes be a center off like it's a lot to ask of these players and Sometimes some players are just good at being a left back, like yeah. you know, Leighton Baines for me, like he was just good at being a wing, you know, a fullback. Like that's just his job. I couldn't see him do anything else. He was just very good at doing that sort of thing. So some players have fallen that category, don't they? and whether he stay whether Charlie Till stays with us or goes somewhere else, like I, I wish him nothing but the best because he just seems like a great, good, you know, and nice lad, and he, yeah. does, he, he works hard. That's the thing about him. Whatever you ask him to do, he will work yeah. his ass off for you.
2: Yeah, I've scrolled up to get a comment I wanted to talk about earlier um, because Brownhill gets a lot of stick off Burnley fans and I'm not 100% sure why. I've never really understood why. Every time I put something out there on Twitter about Brownhill, I get stick myself. So I think I'm in a minority here. But he says, what do people think on Brownhill? I don't think he's good enough, but also don't think he could leave because he's all right to say he's already here. Might get found out in the Premier League though. I agree that the last time we were in the Prem, it probably wasn't great. But a lot of the lads weren't. Um, but worth remembering that he was playing at a position. The last time we were in the Premier, he was asked to do a lot of DM work when he's more of an attacking midfielder. Um it gets stick last season, but if you if you look at the like the who scored and stuff like that and sofa score, he in terms of I know they do it differently, uh, and it's all based on stats and stuff like that, but he was our best player according to all them. Um. obviously I don't agree with that I think obviously your likes of Zorori and Benson and Cullen were better and Cullen deservedly won the player of the year award but I, I I, think he gets a lot of stick I think he's good in that attacking midfield road I would personally have him starting against City I don't see who else who else plays there you've got Amdouna potentially but he's not been here long enough Um you've got Twine but we've already discussed him I think I think Brown was a better option than Twine in that position um Dan, your thoughts on that one? I'll come to you first this time. Um, Brownhill gets a lot of state. What would you do? Would you would you keep him? Let him leave? Loan him out? Loan, loan? Loan seems a bit silly. Ignore that part of the question. But what would you do with Brownhill?
0: Keep him. Keep him. I, I don't see what uh, what the issue is with uh, with Josh Brownhill. To be honest, he's been asked to you know when when company first came in, he was asked to get a bit more forward. Which, if anything, at that time when we had just gone down. Was probably one of the main reasons why Brownhill stayed with us in the championship because we give him more freedom to get forward and play more of his game. Yeah. Um, and like I say, we could have easily lost him to another, you know, promoter side or you know, stable bottom half Premier League team. I think he's a very good, a very good midfielder. Um, going back to what we said about Charlie Taylor with having the brain for, for it. I think Brownhill does have that. It's just with Brownhill, it's moments more than you know a full 90. Uh so who who knows? Who knows? Time will tell. But I think for me, Brownhill is um not only better in that position than Twine, like you said, but he's also a captain. You know, so he's also got another role to do. He's not just it's not just a case of I can get my head down and play the game. I've got to help orchestrate a team as well. And maybe that sometimes
3: adds an extra added bit of pressure. Yeah. That's it. With Brownhill, he's like He's one of our last remaining sort of... I feel like he's a local lad, like the way he speaks, the way he carries himself, the way he talks about the club, the way he interacts with like, you know, he did that, whether it was you know, a good bit of PR or whatever, but it worked. He went around to local businesses, showcased what they do, you know, went to like the car wash that he gets his car wash done and, you know, like puts money back. it Like he that sort of stuff doesn't go unnoticed to me and like I think he's more valuable than people think. Having someone like that that understands the club The town and what it means to the fans helps so much within a dressing room situation as well because you can bring these young these young foreign lads in that quite frankly probably couldn't even tell you they probably couldn't put a pin on a map and get it within you know about two inches of where Burnley are you know what I mean (laughs) like they so having someone in that dressing room that gets the town can translate it over to the other lads to understand what. What they're playing for, I think he's he's so vital, and it's hard to replace that. And there's a few lads that are left that have got that. And, you know, once we've lost them lads, you know, it might it might look a whole lot different that team. And but for me, Brown is a star. He, his running's good. His intensity's good. His game awareness is good. His passion's good. It ticks all the right boxes for me, and he's a good asset to have at Premier League.
2: Yeah, I just don't know who would play there instead of him like that in that attacking midfield role. I know I know Mick said uh, his work rate and ability to break up play is vital. But I'd have him further advanced, so he's not even yeah. breaking up play. I'd have him, I'd have him behind the strikers in like a front four, if you will, not a front
3: four yeah. as such, but um, you know. You a might, three you might actually, actually Hill, You might actually see him getting a bit more freedom, though. If Foster's going to be that player that's starting the press, breaking up the play, you know, being a part of it up higher up the pitch, you might actually see. Brown playing play in that number 10 role breaking the lines and actually you yeah. might see him getting more assists getting more goals you know might add a bit more flair to his game that we've not seen for a while because he's signed under dash he's played in a dash system we've, we've only really known him under the dash system really and he's probably did get you know a lot, a lot of players do they get sort of um you know like held back don't in a dash system but now he's been allowed he might be allowed to be flourish to flourish next season so
2: Yeah, fair enough. I agree. I I like him. Um, I know Mark said Mm. there, the the comment on screen, said he'd have Twine starting. I I just think Twine needs... I like Twine and I would have him starting there once he's just better and doesn't lose the ball as much. Um, But some people argue that Brownhood does lose the ball Mm. um, quite a lot. I've seen a comment on... Andros, I'll try and find it. If I can't find it, then I am sorry. Um, it was, um, where's it gone now? Where's it gone now? See, you guys are amazing, putting all the comments in, but at the same time, there's too many comments here All lads. Come on. Um, I can't find it. But the comment was, um, oh, he's signing him. He was fantastic against Benfica. Um, the answer, the short answer is yes, we are signing him. Um, and the long answer is yes, we are signing him. Um, yeah, he's, he's going to be signing. Um, he's, it just is like he, he wouldn't have been here this long and played in, this, in the game so many times and started one of the games if yeah. we weren't signing him. Some people might say, oh, well, you know, they would have done it already. Um, I was told um, last week, well, I saw it on um, Up the Clarets, I think it was, that there were two medicals that were since then. Who we signed since then? Um, uh, not Coley Shaw. Who did we sign recently? Lawson. That's the one yeah. Lawson. I believe Townsend is that other medical. Um, yeah. Just putting two and two together because Townsend is going to be starting. Uh, I I think we'll we'll announce it next yeah. week.
3: Maybe I mean, even, even watching the last few games, he don't need a medical. He you know, he's he's fitter than all. He's fitter than all, that. He's yeah. got the best. It's, it looks to it, me like the fittest out of everybody at the minute, which is he's yeah. fair because he's had no game time. He's probably had a whole summer just to train and get himself sorted himself. But he's fitness. He? He's injury like, prone, isn't
0: it? He's, he's yeah. also a little bit like Manuel Benson, where we are going to have to be very careful yeah, with yeah. you know playing time, you know how strenuous his you know training regime is, etc. Yeah.
3: We we don't know what how, what Andros is going to come back because he's had a long time out of playing football. That might actually yeah. have allowed his body to fully reset, to fully settle down. You know, and he might have just got a few little, you know, maybe a few little, you know, he's probably just give himself a little bit of a body MOT, and he? Like, get a few bits done that he's needed to do, recover, get reset, you know, get signed with an off decent club, get a decent pre-season. He might come back, you know, he might feel five years younger than he actually is, you know. He also might feel five years older than he actually is. For me, <laughs> yeah. it, looks like, it looks like he's fitter than every other lad out there, so, yeah. I...
2: I see what you say he's not injury prone as such he is but because of his last 18 months yeah. but before that yeah. he was fine I think that is the worry mm-hmm. um I think you said it last night on on the on the mm-hmm. space Nathan or on it could be the other Nathan um that it's yeah. it's very low risk signing like in terms yeah. of money obviously it, it's 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 nothing so it's free but in terms of wages you would presume he'd be on yeah. well, not not the most but a decent amount but obviously yeah. the risk is that his that his knee snaps again um but I think they'll have seen enough of him now to know that yeah. It's probably strong enough. Um, famous last words. He might have literally just snapped it <laughs> as soon as I said that, like Joel voodoo. Um, but he's played in <laughs> enough games now. Um, they'll have seen him in training enough. If that yeah. second medical was him, um, then they'll have done an assessment on his knee. Uh, and they'll know how strong it is. They'll know how 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 good it is. Um, so I think he signs, and I think he signs next week. I think I think that's that's one of the signings we're bringing. Then hopefully um, a left back. Um, but uh, yeah, I do want to talk about Trafford as well because Dan's Dan's a busy man. He's taking kids to Air Unlimited. So if, if you want to go and see a local celebrity, get down to Air Unlimited <laughs> around, around one o'clock and you'll see Dan. I'm not going anywhere today. I am not leaving this house. Uh, I've been working all week and I'm working tomorrow. But I want to talk about Trafford. Um, obviously, lobbed from the halfway line, just like Seaman was lobbed um, from the halfway line all them years ago in 2002. Um, I've seen the goal. Um, I, yes, he should probably be more switched on, but I think Murray should be in that position not, as well. Yeah, I'm not being uh, it's, funny. I'm. It's, 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 it's I'm not an
3: a massive mistake in my eyes. No. It's just, it's just good play as well from yeah. them. You, you watch any any keeper? There's only one keeper that I've ever seen. You know, I, I do. I know I watch keepers a lot. I used to be a goalkeeping coach. Blah blah blah. I Used to play that position. I like. There's only one goalkeeper I've ever seen that starts his. That starts a kick off on his goal line. That's Tom Eaton, but he does it out of purely an OCD thing. He stands on his line and he stands side on. As soon as the ball's kicked, he runs out to the eighteen yard box. Like that's all he does. No keeper starts on the goal line. Like no, I, I have no idea why he's even tried that shot. Like it's a friendly. Like Surely you'd just be better off playing to your centre off, getting your passes of you know phases of the place. So, like that's the point of the friendly. It's not about. Scoring, a, I just didn't get the shot. Like I'm, ne- I'm not going to bag Trafford one bit for that. I'm not bothered. It, it don't matter. Even if that happened in a game, it don't matter. They're a freak in nature. They happen yeah. every, you know, blue moon. Well, it's so it's a good.
2: It's good that it's happened now because it is a freaking nature. They don't happen often, yeah. so it's good that it's yeah. happened now in a friendly. And that's you say, like you don't know why is it? It's only friendly. That's yeah. why he's probably thought, okay, it's a friendly. It's the only exactly. chance. I'm not going to get to do this against Real Madrid opening date season or whoever they yeah. got. Um, so he's probably just thought, that, sorry, but that I, crap I, happens. Yeah, I, 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 that does. crap
3: happens on Sunday league, don't it? Where everyone's a bit off yeah. cut still from night before, and one of the lads go, "Yeah, hey, oh, watch this," and they try and belt one, you know. And he usually goes out for a throw in but yeah, Trafford backed I mean, it up throughout the game. His he's, he's shot stopping was class, and yeah. everything like that. So that will yeah.
2: my next that will my next question to Dan. But Mick has said yeah, here, right. uh, Trafford has plenty of time. Just one of those things. Uh, that said, I still want Murich to be our main keeper until he loses his spot. We'll get on to that debate in a minute, um, Michael. Um, but Daniel, um, your thoughts on, on Trafford yesterday? Because, yeah, he might have conceded a bit of a freak goal, but I didn't see the rest of the game. Um, but he played well, according to some of the comments, other than that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, to be fair, it didn't really have a, that much to do. Um, if anything, it, we, we were solid defensively as a unit. Uh, and apart from one or two saves that he that he got down to on his right, he, he were pretty much knew his angles when the, they were taking pop shots from the edge of the box. Um, so yeah, not much to say on him. Um, you've got to think as well he's a, he's a brand new player that's come in. And in terms of keeper's age, he's a baby. He's pretty much like a keeper yeah. that's just coming through an academy, you know, um, at like the age of eight. You know, like we say, keepers don't hit the peak till late twenties, early thirties, mid thirties, sometimes. For some, uh, so there is still lots of time to nurture him. Um, and my only issue is for a keeper like James Trafford, the price tag, etc., that we could have a similar situation to what we had when we had Pope, Heaton, and Hart. And you know, we don't want it where it's a case of, well, I feel like I'm good enough for first team. I think that was part of the process when we signed Trafford that he wanted a club that he could, you know, flourish in and start. Um, but at the moment, you know, companies, company won't take the no shit from no one. We know that. And on the showing from the Benfica game, yeah. I can understand why people were saying Muric, the showing of Muric last season. You've got to think he's just walked in the building. This lad's going to need to yeah. build his confidence, get used to the team that he's playing with as well. Um, and like I say, it's, it's, it's about confidence and fitting into a new system. Yeah. And I'm sure that in time, it will come good. But at the moment, Trafford probably cup games, maybe. Um, and then, you know, Murich during the season. Yeah. I don't I don't know. It's it's a very tough call for Vincent to be honest. And I'm glad we as fans can yeah. sit here and say Murich, Trafford yeah. and have that debate, it's it's company who's yeah. gonna have I the headache I, at the end I of the don't day. Ev-
3: I don't even think it's that hard a decision. It's Murich all day long. Like this kid like this kid has come with a high ceiling, like he's got potential, he's got the value. It's t- it's Murich all day long. He brought us back to the prem. He's a better goalkeeper as it stands as James Trafford. But Murich to me will probably want to leave at the end of next season. You know what I mean? That's it seems like that's what he does. He plays a couple of seasons and he goes to the next place. Like that's what he wants to do. So Trafford will be an investment down the line. He will get better and better and better as it goes on. It's not going to be this season. It might not. He might not reach his potential or half the potential next season. But maybe the season after that. You know, we have got a hell of a keeper on our hands with James Trafford. And yeah. him getting knocked back, him sitting on the bench, him grafting hard, him coming and making maybe a mistake will only make him better. But we start the season with, with Muric. like he is our. Even though he's not our number one on the shirt, he is our number one goalkeeper. He's the best goalkeeper in that school at the minute. So it's up for James Trafford to get his head down, get learning. You know, realize he's gone from League One to the Premier League overnight. Not many players get to do that. You know, no, he's got true. to he's got to get his head down and just prove himself day after day, and he'll get his chance. You know, the company will give chances to players. He did with Peacock Farrell. You know, he didn't stick with one keeper all season. He, end cup games, you pretty much get your chance. And, you know, Farrell, Peacock Farrell did all right a few games. You know, he didn't met too much. <laughs> didn't do too much wrong, really. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's Murich starts. Um, and like, like Ryan Mertens just popped in the comments there, Pope didn't get good until 29. You know what I mean? Like, that's eight years away for James Trafford. That's a lot of football for him to play and learn, so... Yeah, team Murich for me at the start of the season. It's a no-brainer.
2: Yeah, Dan, are you Murich or, or Trafford? Who are you starting with on yeah. on, on 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 Friday the eleventh?
0: Uh, Murich, hands down.
2: Yeah. Murich, same for me. Murich, I like Trafford, um, and he's going to be a very very good keeper. And hopefully he makes yeah. us sixty million quid on this and this buyback to Man City. Um, but um, yeah, I think it's like I think the perfect scenario. Then I think it was you that mentioned it, Nathan. Is the heaton Pope Hart thing, or it could have been you, Dan? I can't remember. It was one of you. It's, it's the it's the perfect scenario. Um, Murich is our Heaton. And Trafford is currently the port waiting in the wings, but when he comes in, yeah, he'll probably yeah. come in and have a higher ceiling yeah. and achieve more in the game, I think. I think that's a great analogy um to put it on. Um but we need to, obviously... not, we need to not forget though as well, quickly.
3: Murich isn't no like middle aged man yet. You know what I mean? He's only early twenties yeah. himself. So like we've got two young keepers at just different stages of the development. Like Murich is a few years on. Like Muric has not, you know, he's not had, he's not been thrown up at dog, in dog and duck on Sunday league he as he's played at Man City's academy for quite a while. Like he's learnt from the very best. Like we've got two very, very good goalkeepers, and now with this this um, other lad that's come in, good, got we've got three solid goalkeepers there pushing each other in training. Yeah, it's a great problem to have. It's a really good and obviously problem. Frankie as well. Exactly. Yeah, you know we've got a solid. You know, goalkeepers are a different breed. You know, they they, they help each other. They're not they're not they all, obviously they want the number one shirt. But throughout the week, they're not competing against each other. They help each other. Like the standards of everything go up, whether it's serving the balls, crossing them in. You know, like everything gets raised if you've got good quality keepers, and that's all. We're only going to benefit from that.
2: No, yeah, I agree with that. Like I said, we we the the heat and Pope situation. Mm. We were just and the heart as well. We were just we just had yeah. some three very good goalkeepers in the heart was good. It was. Refused yeah. to come off his line. And that's that's what that's what sometimes um, ruined him a little bit. But obviously, Dan needs to shoot. So we'll wrap yeah. it up there. Uh, before we do wrap it up, I'll quickly, I'll quickly remind you all, uh, 15% off at Toffs. There you go. Use the code TurfCast15. You can get some Toffs shirts, some old school shirts, if that's your thing. Don't have to be Burnley. You can get an England one, a Barcelona one like I did, Madrid one, something like that which user called code TurfCast15. I'll put pictures of these uh, shirts on socials. Um, you can head to the website now. It's just tofs.co.uk. It's not. I'm lied, tofs.com. Um, and type in the code TurfCast15 at checkout, and you'll get 15% off. But thank you, Nathan, for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure.
3: Thank you. Thank well.
2: you Dan for coming on It's been a while Daniel Since last season But obviously the season's Starting again now uh, Your channel I don't think your channel Ever really stops Mine did for the summer um, yeah. But um, yeah it's Good good to have you back on uh, Thank you everybody For commenting Thank you everybody For watching If you have joined late Because the numbers Always go up later on um, Then don't worry the, the, the show Once I end this live Will stay on YouTube For you to watch At your leisure If you're going to drive Somewhere soon Or you want to listen To it on Monday Then I'm going to put it up As a podcast Pretty much straight away But thanks everybody For watching Thanks everybody for listening We'll see you next